Visioneers, we're continuing our series on small business owners that not only survived the last recession, but thrived from it. And our guest this week, well, she's been walking the walk. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. everyone. My name is Taylor Sands. I'm the head of selection at Northwestern Mutual, and I'm also a board member at Zero Waste Bakersfield. I listen to small business celebrations because Michael does a great job at highlighting local businesses. And as a Bakersfield native, it's really cool and inspiring for me to see these people highlighted and really be able to glean different information and things that they're doing in the community that are really standing out. If you haven't listened to small business celebrations, I highly recommend it. It is fantastic. Our guest this week is Tracy Walker Kaiser of H. Walker and Company. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank and, you for having me. And for visionaries who don't mm -hmm. know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Well, I'm the owner of H. Walker's Clothing Store. My father started the business 49 years ago. Uh -huh. We're located in the heart of downtown Bakersfield. We're just a small men's boutique. What got you into owning a men's clothing store? Well, truly a family business. Okay, okay. <laughs> it came in and took over the family business. I grew up in it. I loved it. I understood it. I left it for a while mm -hmm. to make sure I really did love it. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. I mean... I'm a little bit older than 49 years old, so I really did grow up in this business. So I've seen all the changes and everything. One of the things that's fascinating, this is just from a personal experience of mine, is when I go to a men's store, and I've gone to many a men's store in my mm -hmm. time, the most effective salespeople for a men's store tend to be women. <laughs> and why is that? We know what men like. Okay. I mean, we have that visual. Uh, just like a man can be very honest with a woman, I don't know if a woman can take the honesty. <laughs> I know I can, and I appreciate it. Women know what they like to see men in. They see colors differently. Mm. So they see skin tones and hair colors and personality. They get in touch with that feminine side, and they just help direct the guy. That's all we do is help direct and bring out the best of the guy. And what their mm -hmm. skin tones and what they look best yes. in. Mm -hmm. Yes, colors, textures, mm -hmm. correct. Mm -hmm. Over the years, you grew up in the family business. Your father started yes, he did. the business. And you have seen the business evolve a lot. And the business has changed. Styles have changed and that sort of thing. How has H. Walker and Company changed from when your father owned the business to how you own the business now? Oh, Michael, that was such a different time frame. You have to think about in our town, Bakersfield, 45 years ago, there was many local stores, local department stores, local men's stores. In the heart of downtown Bakersfield, there was four local men's stores and everyone got along and they share customers, they share stories, they had coffee every day, the owners. <laughs> I mean, it was a different atmosphere. It's evolved a lot. Online has mm -hmm. changed the whole industry, good and bad, mm -hmm. as we can all agree. Retails change, buying behaviors change, what you wear to work has changed. 
So it's more than just the styles that Correct. have changed. It's the way you do business. The way you do business and the customer is different. Really? How and so? you have to adapt yourself to the customer. So the customer today is, well, after pandemic, more casual. Okay. Pre-pandemic, our town, a little bit more business casual. But it has changed a lot. The customer's moods have changed. Their requirements have changed. They care more about, it's not that they don't care about work, but how their dress at work is not always their first priority. Mm. We have to adapt to that. People travel more and they want things that are easy. Pack one bag for three week vacation. Um, but at the same time, they still want to look good. They do. They still want to look good. They want to feel good. Mm -hmm. A business like mine has to evolve constantly. We have to change to who our customer is and what our town is going towards. Over the years, mm -hmm. you have been through the ups and downs of the economy. And retail, just like <laughs> any other business, is affected by economy. <laughs> what did your business look like back in 2007? Pre the crash? Right, <laughs> pre-crash. after the pre crash. Right, pre-crash. <laughs> pre-crash. I mean, things were great. It was like pre-pandemic. Things were really good in our town. They mm -hmm. were strong. Our economy was strong. Back then, real estate was strong. Oil was strong. Ag was strong. And we didn't have the water crisis that we have today. Things change. Mm -hmm. You have to adapt to it. You have to be quick about it. I did not adapt to those changes quick enough mm. back then. So I think that gave me some good lessons for this current crisis that we've been in. That's something that's very key that you just brought up is mm -hmm. because you went through the last recession. In fact, since you've had the business with your father, you've been through several recessions. Yes. And yes. you've learned a little bit of something for. I think we one. always learn from every one of those. We learn that we don't want to repeat it. Right, so right, it's right. out of our control. The other part that we learn is things change. So where your benchmarks are during that time frame of a recession changes. Mm -hmm. Our town is totally different now, 13 years later from that previous one. Right. Our town's bigger. We're more diversified. Mm. So that's kind of good. The bad thing is there's more people affected by it. Right. <laughs> more people you may know. And the recession, the last one you went mm -hmm. through, you evolved, you changed. And you had just mentioned that in this current recession, the styles, it's more than just a stylistic choice. It's a comfort choice. It is. Today, it's all about comfort. Right. And now, after pandemic, I would have to say that's the way the future is going to be for a while. Right. It's all about comfort. There is a reason Lululemon is so highly successful. Who it's is Lululemon? It is a corporate lifestyle brand. Uh -huh. It started off as athletic wear, but it's now into leisure wear. It hmm. is everyday wear. You follow their success and they're paying attention to who their clientele is. Right. I think that's where everyone's going to have to go to going forward. Right. How we were doing business before will not be the same, whether it's throughout 2020 or it's a new norm. Right. It's right. anyone's guess right now. I know for me, for my store... We are definitely looking at this will probably be our new norm, okay. a new change in our guy, our customer. And you have evolved and you've evolved and you've evolved. Well, you never stop growing. Right. You never stop learning. Otherwise, your business gets stagnant mm -hmm. and stale and it's hard. Right. It's small business. Right. But at the same <laughs> <Gotta> time, <love> <laughs> it's true. That's true. And one of the things that you're doing with this business is you're keeping up with the evolution. As a result in doing that, you've positioned yourself 
for a lot more success in the future because you're willing to stay nimble and you're willing to evolve with not just the fashions, but the sociological trends as well. That is true. And I hope I'm staying <laughs> ahead of the curve. Right. Sometimes you just don't know. But yeah, I'm keeping track of what's happening in our industry, in our town. Our town is really starting to change. Our state has changed drastically, as right. we have seen. It's really affecting small business. Right. It, we're becoming a commuter city now. Right. We have been, and we're now more. Those are changes. Right. And you're keeping up with it. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm <laughs> and, definitely trying. <laughs> and if Vision Your Nation wants to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, you can call me direct on my cell phone if you like. I'm very open that way. 661-343-0285 or the store 661-283-4500. We have a website, okay. hwalkers.com or email hwalkersclothing at gmail.com. Well, I am really looking forward to talking about, in our next segment, about how you have fundamentally stayed successful for a long period of time. And I really look forward to getting into the details of that so that we can share that with Vision Your Nation. This is going to be great stuff. <laughs> well, thank you, Michael. <laughs> Are you getting the blue screen of death? Or worse, are you getting a black screen with white gibberish on it? Something that looks like it should be translated by an ancient Egyptian paleontologist? Have no fear. The highly trained staff at Bakersfield Bytes is here to serve you. As Kern County's number one rated computer repair store, your business's computers are in good hands. Need to upgrade your computer? No problem. Need a stronger network? No problem. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 and keep the backbone of your business in tip-top shape. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's Bakersfield, B-Y-T-E-S, dot com. Our guest this week is Tracy Walker-Kaiser, the owner of H. Walker & Company here in downtown Bakersfield. And... I have a very important question to ask you. <laughs> yes, Michael. <laughs> Who's Chloe? Oh, but she's the most important person in the store. Really? Yeah, she ranks higher than me and oh. my husband, everybody. <laughs> and, and what does Chloe do for you? Chloe brings the ball and entertains everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she's the dog. She's the dog. She is the lab, almost 13 years old. She's been here since we got her. Okay. At seven weeks old. She is the mascot in the face of H. Walker's. So H. Walker's is a pet-friendly store. It's a very pet-friendly store. In fact, customers do bring their dogs in, especially in the summertime. Uh -huh. We encourage them to bring their dogs in. And if Chloe is not, or if their dogs are not getting along or something, we'll put our dog up and let the customers have their dogs in the store and be comfortable. And I'm sure mm -hmm. you've had a story or two about what other dogs have done here in your store. Actually, it's been, we had a little bit of a racetrack one time with another dog in here, and it was hysterical to watch it. <laughs> Our store, it was redesigned uh -huh. to be kid and pet friendly. If something gets banged into, broken, it is just a piece of furniture. It is not something that I'm going to worry about. Right. I don't want people to feel stress. So we keep it that way. We have a ball, a rubber ball, but you could toss the ball in our store for the dogs. Really? And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Why did you choose to make your store a men's store? A men's store. An upscale <laughs> men's store, pet friendly. I'm a dog lover. Okay. My husband's a dog lover and we travel with our dog and we actually go to places that are pet friendly. Really? Hotels. We don't take her to restaurants unless they're outdoor dining, but even some stores. And you just have a whole different outlook. 
people just relax. Mm. We have people that come in in our neighborhood here of downtown Bakersfield that come to see Chloe. She's a stress reliever. Ah. They'll take her outside and play with her. It's really great to see how that happens. Mm. You could take someone who's very stressed out and get a dog that's friendly and playful and just as happy-go-lucky to see you. She's a therapy dog. She is a therapy dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And why did you make the conscious decision to do this because typically you wouldn't think that a men's clothing store especially with merchandise that is not the cheapest in the world that's true why would you make this conscious effort to make this shift because this is a rather significant shift than to where your business was when your father owned it it is this is my home this is my second home I actually spend more time here than I do at home. I'm going to run it the way I want to run it. Mm. I want everyone to feel comfortable in it. Mm. If it works, why change it? Mm. And if it bothers a customer, I'm always willing to accommodate the customer first. So I always introduce, like for a Chloe example, I always introduce Chloe to the customer and the customer to Chloe. And I next question always is, if you're not dog friendly, I totally understand. Right. And we'll take her off the floor. Nice. Because I really do believe it's the customers first. To that end, you had a very interesting situation that happened earlier today. That you had a customer that was talking about they were very upset that when they went into the business that the business owners and the employees weren't wearing a mask. Correct. Tell us a little bit about your view on that if you have a customer that comes in Mm -hmm. and that is uncomfortable with you or any of your staff not wearing a mask. How do you approach that? It's a difficult situation right now Michael. Mm -hmm. It's very personal for everybody and everyone's approaching it differently Mm -hmm. and with lots of confusing messages regarding masks. The stores were told, all businesses were told how they had to open and operate. Obviously, our business is different than maybe a restaurant business. So our rules were different. We had to establish what our policy was. Our policy here at the store is there is no mask required. You can wear a mask at your own choosing. I've always let everyone, my customers know, if they would ask for me to put a mask on, I would put a mask on for them. Mm. I totally respect their wishes and their safety concerns. But it is really getting very, I hate to use the word ugly, but it is. It's getting ugly out there right now. People are judging and they're being very confrontational. The masks are causing anxiety for a lot of people or protection for the ones who are very fearful. I just think everyone needs to be respectful of their business. What the rules of the business is. You have a right to not shop in the business, but be respectful of whatever their rules are. They are just trying their very best to adapt to the rules that were dished out to them. Obviously, the local businesses have it a lot easier than the corporate businesses. And when people are saying, I can't believe some stores are not open yet, it's because the corporate ones have a very difficult time. They're crossing over many state lines. And they have an HR dilemma to hit. Sure. Whereas as locals, it's just a little bit simpler turnkey deal. But you also do something that's very key. And that is you actively listen to your customers. Oh, I do. (laughs) My customers are very honest with me. Really? And I encourage them to be that way. And I do listen to them. And I ask a lot of questions. Mm. And I pay attention Mm. to their needs. I think that's important. That's the reason why you've got that feedback Mm -hmm. on this very mask issue. Yes. 
because some of your customers will want a mask mm -hmm. and some won't. Yep. And we have mask here for the ones who want them. I've had many customers come in and say, oh, thank goodness you do not require the mask. You just adapt to every situation the way you need to adapt to it. I feel like we today could do that. I think there's ways to work around this whole situation. Being more flexible really does help. One of the other reasons why your business that you inherited from your father yes. <laughs> has been doing this for so long and has been a fixture in this community for mm -hmm. so long is because of your involvement in the community. Yes. And that <laughs> seems to me to be the long-term success for H. Walker and Company. Well, my dad did volunteer work. My mom did it. I love it. I, I started loving it at a very young age. I was, how old was I? I was 20 when I tried to join Junior League and they wouldn't let me join because I wasn't 21 yet and that was the rule. Right. I absolutely love doing that community work. The amount of people you meet mm. and the more you get to know your town and there's always training opportunities involved in the community work and the give back and the feel good. Why would you not do it? Sure. If you have time. But it also does something that's very important. Doing good by being good is mm -hmm. getting good. True. That is true. There's a lot of times, though, when you're doing nonprofit work and you're just being your head against a wall. Right, right. Sure. <laughs> or you're exhausted. Then you might not be doing as good. <laughs> <laughs> your mental stability is not there. But that involvement in the community and doing good, first of all, it's by giving value first. And we talk a lot about this on the program is you give value first because if the person or the people that you're giving value to without any expectation of return, mm -hmm. long term, they come and they do business with you. They come to know you. They come to like you. They come to know that you're a pet friendly store mm -hmm. and they can be brutally honest with mm -hmm. you. Tell us the implications or why has this strategy it, for lack of better terms, mm -hmm. worked so well for H. Walker and Company. The great thing about our local stores, our local businesses in our town in general, we are a give back town. Mm. A lot of our entertainment revolves around a nonprofit's fundraiser. Right. And never uh, say there's nothing to do in Bakersfield. There's always something to do in Bakersfield. <laughs> there's always some place to volunteer in Bakersfield. There's always some place to give time or money. But so here's the thing. As a local business, it is our responsibility to give back to our community. Right. As a member of this community, it's my responsibility to give back. Why is that? I just feel that's the way it should be. Okay. <laughs> it's my way of looking at life. Mm -hmm. It might not be everyone's way, but it is my way. And our store gives as much as we can afford to give. And a lot of times when I can't give any more merchandise or gift certificates or cash to a nonprofit, I give time. Mm. I just find ways. And what are some of the organizations that you give time to? Oh, I give time to Community House, which is a senior activity center. Okay, and why them? Oh, they're adorable. Okay, okay. <laughs> they're ornery and adorable at the same breath of air. <laughs> okay. Um, it was something my family was involved in when I was growing up, so it was a give back. And what is it that they do? They are just an activity center. Okay. That's it. They're only open in the, during the week, in the middle of the day, playing right. bridge, reading, puzzles and it's just fun sometimes they don't have any other family members oh. and that's all they have for their entertainment i give at memorial hospital because it's great to be part of the technology and the changing of our whole healthcare, mm. and seeing how that's adapting especially in this time of age our town's growing so much right 
And you're also heavily involved in Rotary. I am very heavily Formal involved in Rotary. Former past president <laughs> of the Rotary. Yes. We don't need to mention that one, though. <laughs> that was a dark day for downtown Rotary. <laughs> a dark year. But at the same time, you learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot. I have a lot of friends in Rotary. Okay. I've had a lot of fun. I've worked hard. Rotary is one of those groups. Well, and you're involved in service groups. Right. Service groups are a little bit different than just volunteer work. How so? Well, they're a weekly commitment usually. Right. And you kind of forget Rotary meets every week. Right. And yes, you have your social part and you have your education part and your give back. Mm. But it's a commitment. And it's more than just giving money. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's way more than that. It is all about the service. And that is the key, especially for a business like yourself, mm -hmm. which, yes, you have merchandise, but it's very much a service-based mm -hmm. business. Giving service Oh, is that's key. all I have to offer. You could buy my product anywhere. Mm. My mix of product is based on what I like and what I feel my customers like and have shown to appreciate. But it's the service that keeps people coming back. And I've had good service in my store, and I've had bad service. You're always learning how to improve that. Right. And I think that's the important part. That's the only thing we have to separate ourselves, I feel, sure. is service today. Well, speaking of service, mm -hmm. your H. Walker and Company has something very unusual and unique for a men's clothing store. And I can't wait to show Visioneer Nation <laughs> when we come right back. Hi, everyone. I am Ann Hauser, Marketing Director for the Palms at San Lorenz Senior Living. Hi, everyone. It's Jennifer Pitcher, Local Public and Government Affairs Consultant. This I is David Collins with Commercial Trade. Hello, my name is Chad Tonko, Founder and CEO of Primaris Market Development. What do these visioneers all have in common? They send us a quick 30-second video with their name, the business with whom they're associated, why they subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Program, and they emailed it to us at sbc at smallbusinesscelebration.com. Their videos all appeared on the Small Business Celebration Program, and yours can too. Simply shoot a quick 30-second video with your name, the business with whom you're associated, why you subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Program, and email it to us at sbc at smallbusinesscelebration.com. Your video could appear on the next Small Business Celebration Program, and we look forward to seeing your video today. We're here with Tracy Walker-Kaiser, the owner of H. Walker & Company, and we are at a very unusual location in her business here at H. Walker & Company. We're at the bar! <laughs> it's not unusual. Doesn't every business have a bar, Well, Michael? Well, this one does, and I think it's a great idea. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Why a bar? And why not? <laughs> okay, that's a good enough reason, is that it? It's good enough reason. It's 5 o'clock all the time somewhere. <laughs> exactly. And where did the idea of having a bar in your upscale men's clothing store come from? Okay, my dad had a bar at the original store. Ah. And our original store downtown had a full basement. It's where my mom had her office, my sister and I had our study area, play area, the tailor shop, and in the basement also was a bar. Ah. And customers will come down the stairs, hang out and visit, have a drink, maybe, well, back then, <laughs> 
breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Drinking sure. was very acceptable. Right. At all times of the day. Right. Before the stringent rules of DUI. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is very true. Um, when we remodeled the store years ago, I decided to put the bar from the back room onto the floor. And it's a multi-purpose. Mm. It is an area where we do gift wrapping and merchandising, selling, and hangout. Mm. So it's a very social area multitask at this area. Sure. <laughs> but this also falls back onto something that we spoke about earlier, which is this bar gives you the ability to have frank and honest conversation yes. with your customers. We have really deep conversations here. Mm. Many times it'll be at closing time or something, I could go and lock the door and customers and I just take that next step and really have meaningful conversations. A lot of times I ask for advice. Mm. I'm always looking for advice and they guide me. They're world travelers and they see things differently than I see things. And this gives you an opportunity to get insight from other successful business owners and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs who have a much wider worldview yes. than you have. They, very much so. And because my customers affect my business. Mm. It's not whether they shop here or don't shop here. It's more of what's going on with their businesses will affect my business. Mm. Especially since we're very geared towards construction, ag, and oil as our clientele. I'm really following those industries in our town and in our state. And one of the things that having a bar does is it makes people more relaxed. It does. In doing so, is this a situation where they bring in their own alcohol or is this something that you provide or how does that work? Well, first of all, I'll just make sure I'm not selling the alcohol okay. in the store. I give it out okay. when people ask, okay. 21 and older. I have some customers who bring me as gifts, uh -huh. like the tequila here was brought as a gift from the people who own the company, right. local people in our town. And then I provide it based on what people like to drink. And sure. yes. And it's based on personal taste and personal oh, yes. touch. And I mean, obviously, there's always like a Coors Light here because that's my favorite beer. <laughs> okay. And I get a lot of ribbing about that. But it's also not exactly open to everybody. No, and it isn't. I also have a coffee pot here and I have bottled water and it's whatever someone enjoys. But this also comes back to something that's very key. Mm -hmm. And that is... You're listening to your customer. Yes. And it's what they want and what they appreciate. Combine that with your community involvement has made for 30, 40... 49 years. 49 years 49 of years. business, which yeah. is nothing to sneeze at. No. Well, a couple different things. The bar also acts as something we give back to nonprofits. Really? We actually give out private shopping parties as an auction item. Ah. And with the private shopping party, you know, we close down the business for a few hours. You have it, the whole store to yourself, but we open the bar for the party. Right. It just becomes that social at a different level, mm -hmm. but it affects the community. It raises a lot of money for the nonprofit, and we feel good about it. Sure. I mean, and it's fun. How are you planning for the future? That's a very good question, Michael, and it's very difficult. Right. In our industry right now, it's very confusing what's going to be for our future. Mm. We have clothes made all over the world. Our manufacturers have distribution centers and warehouses everywhere. But a lot of the resources come from key areas that were like, closed like, down. Like Italy, the, oh, okay. the mills, where all of our fabric is coming from, from the majority of our lines is coming from Italy, or the buttons, or, you know... 
you can knock China if you want to knock China, but China owns a whole lot of the resources to make clothing for everybody. That's when you realize where you've put too much into one area Mm. is when you have these kind of pandemics. As with a lot of other businesses. Yes. Diversify, diversify, diversify. I know. And, you know, we now have realized it in our own country. We needed to bring back a lot of things here in our own country, made in the USA, and we could turn it around faster. My industry is definitely very affected by that. Right. There is no mills, textile mills for clothing or fabric in the United States anymore. Wow. And that's huge. Everything's Mm -hmm. gone to China, the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Italy. Yeah. It's all gone abroad. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. What is one thing that visioneers could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? I think it really is going to depend on are you going after the global economy or the local economy, how you're going to approach it. Really? Obviously, we've seen a lot of places that where the stay-at-home orders were longer mm-hmm. and they were very much more strict, stringent than our town was. I felt like our town was pretty easygoing on a lot of it and very respectful they had to resort to online. There Mm -hmm. was no other option. They had to resort to delivery to their house. And that customer, consumer, has now been trained. That's the only way they're going to be shopping. Whether it be their groceries or clothing or furniture, that's how they're going to shop for their future probably. They've been changed. I'm still a touch-feel kind of person. Sure. So I want to go into a store. I want the whole experience. Right. When I go pick out my fruit to pick out my clothes to pick out a car. Right. Everyone's going to look at this differently. Right. And I don't think anyone knows just yet how people are going to come out of this. Right. Because we're not there yet. And it's only been three and a half months. Right. Four months for some. If this goes on all year, will that change the mindset of the people? But you're already putting things in place. Yes. Definitely already putting things in place. In fact, I have to start doing my seasonal buying for next spring. Right. Starting in a couple of weeks. And I'm already looking at that. Mm. Will my customer be traveling by then? Mm-hmm. That's a big component of my business. Will they go back to a little bit stricter dress code in their workplace? I'm looking at those kind of things right now. I'm also looking at, are they embracing the exercising? <laughs> now that you can exercise again, you know, right. in a gym, or are we going to keep the COVID-19? <laughs> sure, Wait. sure. It all affects the future of all these businesses. But you already have a bar. Yep. You already have a lot of communication direct with your clients, Mm -hmm. customers. That will help a lot. It will really, it's really guided me so far. There was many times during this time frame, especially in that first couple weeks, I was trying to stay positive. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe this is the time to close the business. This is maybe that time. You know, you never know. You always want to get out when you're at the top of your game. Right. And I was looking at it. Maybe do something different. And I'm always keeping my options open. And then I decide, you know what? I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm going to reopen. I'm going to reopen my way and run with it. And so far, it's been a good decision. Good. I can't say it's been easy. No. I don't think anyone can say it's been easy. But I will say that going forward, if you do not pay attention to your customer, you will lose your customer. Tracy? Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for your wisdom and for being on Small Business Celebration. (laughs) And cheers. Cheers. Are you getting the blue screen of death? Or worse, are you getting a black screen with white gibberish on it? Something that looks like it should be translated by an ancient Egyptian paleontologist? 
Have no fear. The highly trained staff at Bakersfield Bytes is here to serve you. As Kern County's number one rated computer repair store, your business's computers are in good hands. Need to upgrade your computer? No problem. Need a stronger network? No problem. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 and keep the backbone of your business in tip-top shape. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's bakersfieldbytes.com. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.